Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome back, everybody, to Midweek Ponder on Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. And as I say that, I just want to get started and let you guys know there are going to be some changes to Midweek Ponder. I had put some information on social media, but I know a lot of my listeners are not following me on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, which is totally fine. Uh, But I wanted to give you guys all a heads up. So, Midweek Ponder's last episode for 2020 is going to be on November 18th, so basically the next episode after this. When I originally started doing Midweek Ponder, it was during the time when I was off work for a couple of months while the office that I worked for, which is in dentistry, was closed down by our governor. And so I thought, oh, this would be great. This is a great little add to the podcast. We can talk about a few other things that are still kind of on people's minds. Um, But then when I went back to work, I had to scale back to every other Wednesday. So between recording the uh, Ponder episodes, my regular Raw Truth episodes, and my Patreon episodes, and getting them scheduled and released, it was starting to get a little confusing. And um, so... You know, I'm putting something on Fridays, then I'm putting something on Mondays, depending on if you're on Patreon, and then on um, the regular Sundays. So Midweek Ponder is changing as of 2021 to Let's Ponder because, well, I'm going to be moving these episodes to Sundays. And it would seem really strange to have a title of Midweek Ponder fall on a Sunday. So just made a little changes. We have a new introduction just for that show. So it's a little different than the raw truth. And I just kind of wanted to make it a little bit of its own in a way, but still under the raw truth uh, podcast title, if that makes sense. A little bit different. It's always been a little different, but it's just the intro, the sounds, the name, all of that, just kind of changing it up a little bit. Same type of concept that we always have had. So we're going to talk about controversial things, you know, taboo subjects, interviews with authors or other um, interesting situations that are different than the regular stories that the women submit or the stories that men submit for Patreon. So That is what 2021 is going to bring us when it comes to Midweek Ponder. Here's a little bit about what it will sound like.
What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to the dictionary, it means think about something carefully, especially before making a decision or reaching a conclusion. Well, as you know, on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast episodes, we allow women to share their stories in a non-judgmental way about why they stepped out of their relationships. But there are so many other interesting topics that we all need to learn from and not to judge right away. So let's talk about it now. Let's ponder. So there we go. That is the beginning of Let's Ponder coming in 2021. But for now, let's continue on with the story we were talking about last episode. Just to catch you up a little bit, I had received an email from a guy named Brian, and he had titled the message, Lessons I Have Learned Being a Serial Other Man. And we talked about the first part of the email at the last episode, discussing how he had met a lot of married women and the types of relationships they were having, what happened with their other uh, significant other, rather, and, you know, where things were headed from there. And uh, some interesting pregnancy situations. So if you haven't listened to Midweek Ponder episode number 19, then you might want to stop this, go back and listen to episode 19. And I figured this was going to be about a three-part episode. So we'll have this one and then the final one on November 18th. So let's pick up where we left off. She would come to my house and I would give her long baby oil back rubs and then lots of foreplay and then we fuck until we were both spent. This also went on for a couple of years until I started getting serious with my now wife. I believe P and her husband are also still together. While this was going on with P, things started to occur with someone I will call M that took on a darker side. I kind of met M the same night I was out with P. M was tall, slender, long-legged, pleasant-looking, but had kind of a rough and edgy side to her. Like she was from the other side of the tracks or something. But she was pleasant and even had kind of an endearing shyness to her. I was used to pretty women ignoring me and I felt awkward and clumsy around them. M seemed awkward and clumsy around me. I wasn't used to that. M was married to a dirtbag and an ex-con. She never came out and said it, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some abuse. Anyway, after the St. Patty's Day work party, a female friend of hers approached me and told me she had a crush on me and wanted to get together. Sidebar, I now suspect that her friends were probably conspiring to get her away from her husband. The friend kind of orchestrated a night out without her husband around, and we ended up leaving the bar and driving out into the country. A few days later, I got a phone call out of the blue that she was in town running some errands and if she could stop by. This happened a few more times over the next couple of months, but something happened with M that had not happened up until this time. M got caught. I'm not exactly sure how, but her husband's sister caught on and told him. She called me up and broke it off with me and even took another job to get away from me. I respected her wishes and have not seen or talked to her since. 
They lived in another small town, 20 some miles away, so it's not like I would run into them much, but there was one day he happened to see me uptown and yelled some colorful pleasantries at me and flipped me off from his car as he was driving by. I think the reason he never hunted me down is any kind of trouble would have got his parole revoked. I dodged a bullet on that one. Then, not too long after the dust had settled with M, but I was still seeing P, another beautiful lady caught my eye big time. G was probably one of the most beautiful women I knew personally in real life. This was also at worked, as I worked in a place that had several hundred employees, with many of them being female. G wasn't technically married, but had been living with her high school sweetheart, and they had been together for several years. G really wouldn't talk to me, and I assumed she had zero interest in a guy like me. I would say hi and try to make some chit-chat, but I usually got the cold shoulder. Sometimes her middle-aged female co-workers would tell her that I need to bump up my game and try harder. They didn't like her boyfriend and didn't think he was right for her and that she could do better. One day she talked enough to mention her birthday was coming up in a few days. I gave her an old-fashioned Hallmark birthday card. A short time after that, one of the old nosy Nellies at work pulled me aside and told me she was interested in me and wanted me to ask her out. Honestly, I did not believe that to be true and thought they were just kind of meddling. She would rarely talk to me and when she did, it was usually kind of cold. One word answers to whatever question I could pull out of my butt. But the nosy Nellies kept on me and one evening, I asked her if she would like to go for a drive after work. She talked to me and talked well and was actually very warm and sweet. Then she started showing up at my house after she got off work at night and we would take moonlit strolls around the neighborhood. It took a few times together, but things started turning sexual and we were kind of working our way into a sexual relationship, but doing a lot of things that didn't involve actual PIV, penis and vagina. She was wonderful at oral, and I gave it my all to reciprocate fully, as well as employing every other tool in my toolbox and every trick up my sleeve. When the time came, we went all the way. There was no turning back, and we were both hooked. Now, I was told by the nosy Nellies, and it was implied by G that she had broken up with her boyfriend and that they were no longer together. He showed up at my doorstep to inform me that was not the case. Nothing quite got physical, but words were exchanged, and frankly, I was pissed at her. I sincerely thought that they were broke up. I basically broke it off with her because I thought we were developing something legit. I had plenty of other attached women showing up at my door for sex. This is where her boyfriend blew it. He showed back up wanting to tangle after I'd already broken it off with G. I tossed him off my porch and told him to never enter my airspace again. Then I went to the phone, called G, told her I was wrong and made a mistake and wanted her back. She came back. Her boyfriend did try to make trouble. I finally went after him and chased him through town in a high-speed car chase until he floored it and drove straight out of town. I showed that I was willing to stand and fight for her. He didn't like it and made some threats and such, but never actually came around me again. 
he capitulated. G and I will celebrate our 25th anniversary this October. There's actually more, but I will cut off the background now because I think you get the picture. So, here are the things I have learned over the years. Any woman can and will cheat if the conditions are right. I have had people say they will swear blood on the Holy Bible in their mother's grave that they would never cheat. I call bullshit. Someone in the wrong relationship that's ovulating and meets the right person who says the right things and makes the right moves could get even a singer in the church choir to drop her panties. Any man will gladly be the other man if the conditions are right for him. No woman is above cheating if the environment is right, so no man that walks the earth can say he would never oblige a married woman. Other men do not have to be tall, handsome, muscular, hung, alpha males with silver tongues. I am slightly under six foot tall, skinny, glasses, no sense of style or fashion, average endowment and am somewhat introverted and not all that sociable and look at the married and attached women I have been with. If some guy was tall, handsome, hung, alpha male, he could basically screw the whole town. Men who screw married women do not do so to despite the women being married. They often do so because they are married. Here's what a lot of betrayed husbands don't get. Other men only want sex. They want the chump to take care of the kids, change the oil in their wife's car, pay the bills, unclog her toilet, and kill spiders. They don't want to do that. They just want to come on her tits and on her face. That other stuff is the chump's job. Women screw men that they wouldn't normally date or marry or bring home to mom. This is the classic bad boy versus nice guy. Married women have the man at home paying the bills and changing diapers and killing spiders. They hook up with the courageous stud that throws their legs over their shoulders and plows them until they can't orgasm anymore and then swallows their cum so they can taste him and feel his semen burning in their throat for hours afterward while they watch their husband vegetating on the couch playing video games. Affair relationships can only exist if one or both are with the primary spouse. An affair is predicated on hot, passionate, uninhibited sex and not on domestic chores and raising children altogether. The quickest way to end a wayward wife's affair is to divorce her and make her single. The other man just wants to bang her. He doesn't want to fix her car or deal with the kids or her parents and goofy friends. Turn her into a single woman that wants someone paying bills and fixing leaky faucets? He's gone. Married women do things with other men that they won't do with their husbands. Oral, anal, swallowing, facial cum shots, bondage, foot fetish, multiple positions, wearing sexy lingerie, orgasming easily and often. These are all things cheating women will not do, but will actually pursue and initiate with the other man that they will probably never have done and would have never considered with their husbands. Cheating spouses rarely use protection. Most married women want the other man's sperm in them. They want to feel him fill her up with hot cum. They want to feel him dripping out of them as they head home. They want another's DNA. It's a base instinct, not a conscious choice. A follow-up to that is many women will go home and fuck their husbands. 
One is to cuckold him and humiliate him in her own mind that his dick is lubed up by another man's cum. But another is to cover their tracks if they get pregnant. Some are just still super aroused and stimulated from the other man that the husband is simply riding the wave of the arousal the other man created and probably do it to further justify their previous actions. They come home and it's the same old dull, lifeless sex with hubby, so it just justifies getting with another man again. A cheating wife will always have supporters and cheerleaders. There will always be the you-go-girl brigade that encourages and supports the affair. Her girlfriends and even relatives will arrange get-togethers, provide cover stories and alibis. This will sound contradictory to some of the things I said above, but after a certain point, a cheating wife would leave the husband for the other man if the other man were to step up and take her full time. The reason most affairs don't end with the wayward wife leaving for the other man is the other man is just in it for the sex and doesn't want to unclog her toilet and change her oil and especially doesn't want to take care of her kids. But if she happens upon a guy that gives her passionate sex, good orgasms, and does not want to do those things, she is gone. I have personally known a couple of women that have packed up and left in the course of a weekend. Now to be fair, most of the relationships don't last very long. But the point here is if the other man gets her off and is willing and able to take her full time, she'll take it. And probably one of the biggest things I implore men to understand is that a wayward wife does have time for an affair. Adulterous trysts can take place in literally minutes. Five minutes in a storeroom at work, in the back of a city park, on the way home from the grocery store, in a restroom or parking lot of the bar on a girl's night out. These things can happen before anyone even knows they aren't at the table at the restaurant. Conventional dating and relationships take time to develop with romantic dinners, moonlit strolls on the beach, picnics in the park. Wayward wives already have relationships. They don't need that relationship developing stuff. They need a go signal from a guy they find attractive that will satisfy her hunger and will do it discreetly. That can be a wink of an eye, a sophomore come on. Sometimes it can occur from a guy simply asking. If the stars are lined up, it will happen. Any guy can be cheated on. Most of the guys these women were with better looking and more financially successful than me. Most were nicer and more mother-approved men than me. Jay's husband is a very nice, good-looking, successful physician specialist that is likely a multimillionaire now. And... Finally, one of the biggest lessons is that this is part and parcel of being human and it is part of the human experience. It's in our DNA. It's part of the fabric of the universe. It has always been here and always will be. We can't stop it. We can only learn to live with it and mitigate its effects the best that we can. I've carried this with me and helped shape who I am today and shaped my marriage with my wife. We were both cheaters when we got together. We both have needs and passions. She is not a sweet, innocent church girl who would never do such a thing. I know that because she did it with me. As such, I recognized and embraced her sexuality from the beginning. We had a traditional marriage and had two kids the first 10 years of our marriage. Then we entered the swinging lifestyle. 
we embraced swinging together and spent about 10 years as active swingers. When you add in the swinging wives I have been with, I have probably been with somewhere around 100 married women, give or take. When I hear these guys talk about their wives being asexual or not being into sex, I just laugh and shake my head and say, if you only knew. I'll stop here as my fingers are probably as sore as your eyes. I can go on and on, but I'll let you digest this and see if it is helpful to you. Feel free to ask any questions or comment in any way you seem fit. I'd love to talk more and hope we can establish an open and non-judgmental dialogue. Sincerely, Brian. I bet you guys didn't see the swinger part coming. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, actually, I do ask him many questions and he tells us a little bit more about things, you know, things about swinging that I really don't know. And, you know, as naive as it may sound, you know, I think that there's a lot of people out there who probably don't know a lot about the swinging lifestyle either. And so I asked those questions and he was very, very open about things. And I'm talking about body fluids and ooh, all that stuff. So yeah, in part three, we're going to kind of go over the questions that I asked him and his response. That's pretty good. I must say, though, that I appreciate I can understand and recognize a lot of what he says. Um, one thing that I disagreed with was, and this is my own personal opinion, and it's partially why I have this show, um, is the cheerleaders from the girlfriends and family making arrangements. Now, I'm sure that some people do do that. Um, I know I see that kind of stuff in movies. But the kind of women that I'm working with here and talking with often, who I know listen to the podcast, are dealing with the shame and uh, admittance of being unfaithful. They don't have anybody to talk to. Uh, they Nobody knows about it because they know how they'll be judged. They'll become like I was, a pariah. Oh my God, you're a homewrecker. Oh my God, you're doing all of these things. And I'm just going to sidestep this homewrecker. I was on a Facebook page and all these these ladies were on there. Um, their husbands had been unfaithful and they were bashing the women that these men were with. And I had to step in and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. She has nothing to lose. She's hooking up with your husband. She didn't force him. He was more than happy and willing to do it. So before you call her a homewrecker, I think you need to turn around and look at your spouse because that is where it starts. Um, again, quick to judge, right? I wanted to say, wait a minute. And I did. And, and a couple of people agreed um, that, you know, you're right. You know, it was my husband who joined in the effort. It, you know, it's, we're, we're all guilty, in a sense, when it comes to affairs. And I think that when it's a single man or a single woman with a married person, I think that happens often, uh, just a lot like what Brian said, because they really don't have anything to lose or any responsibilities. Um, but finger pointing and not taking your own, um, being accountable for your own decisions, you know, that that's the part that where I say, okay, listen, you know, we, we make these mistakes, we need to own up to them. And uh, so getting back to what Brian had said about people doing covers. Yeah, I, I think, 
yeah, people do. But I don't think it's as often as, to me, he alluded to, um, at least not that uh, I've been in touch with or my listeners or the emails that I get or the messages that I get or the stories that I get. Most of them aren't really saying that they've been covered uh, by their sister or whatever. And in my own story, I had a friend who knew she wasn't covering for me. She wasn't cheering me on. She didn't know what to do or what to think. And she listened to me for several years babbling until she couldn't listen anymore. And my now ex-husband pushed her into talking and she came clean. Um, And it wasn't very fair of me to do to her. You know, I put her in a very, very, very awkward position. Um, So... Yeah, that's kind of just what I had to say about that was probably the only thing I really honestly um, would disagree with if I had to disagree with anything. And I, you know, and it's just I can't deny that that isn't happening. But um, I want to see it the other way where it's not the majority of the women having people cover for them. But it's more the minority, because the majority are feeling confused, alone, they can't stop. They want to be with this person, but they don't want to give up their marriage for whatever reason. Um, and uh, every person has their own story and their own reason. And that's why we do the podcast. So anyways, that is that. So November 18th, we will finish up this three-part series about Brian and being the serial other cheater. We're going to find out a little bit more about you know, why him and his wife decided to go into the swinging lifestyle, um, risks, uh, you know, what they're doing now and those kinds of things. So that's cool. So just a couple of things before we close, just a reminder, go to my website, rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com. From there, you can do all sorts of things now. Yes, Um, you can check out my merch store, I have shirts, uh, blankets, uh, journals, coffee mugs, you know, all sorts of different things, even a mask that says no judgment on it, and it goes right over your mouth. (laughs) Um, Check it out. Um, You know, everything is, you know, has shipping fees and all of that kind of stuff. Um, But I tried to price them as best as I can. Um, And then, so you can click on that. I'm still hoping to be on the Hot 50 for the month of November. So if you guys could please, if you haven't yet, go to my website and on the menu, and it's on your phone, or if you're on a desktop computer, you can see up on the menu where you could say vote for your favorite podcast. You can vote for me. You can vote for other podcast people that you like as well. It doesn't all have to be about me. um, But if you're in there and you like me, would be great if you could vote for me. <laughs> you can also sign up for Patreon. And, you know, earlier in the episode, I was kind of talking about it with the confusion of everything. And so with Patreon, um, what that is, is a pre- premium subscription to the podcast. So right now, you guys get about four episodes a month, roughly, for free, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or wherever. Um, but on the Patreon, you get extra stories. You get extra bonus stories. That is where you're going to hear the men's side of things. So you're not hearing just about maybe men being unfaithful, but you're hearing the stories from the husband's point of view of when they found out that their wives were being unfaithful. And they're very strong and emotional stories. Um, And there are some men that really carry it around on their heart that they want to share their own stories of being unfaithful. Um, And the reason why all that is on 
the Patreon is because my main podcast is to reach women um, who are going through what I went through. And I want to make sure that they know that I'm here to uh, support as best as I can. I don't condone it. I'm not going to be saying, hey, go cheat and you'll love it. I'm saying, okay, it's happening. It happened. What are you feeling now? You know, how are you going to deal with this? Um, Write it out. It's therapeutic. Put it on the show. I've had so many people tell me they've written out their stories and all of a sudden they feel so much better uh, just to be able to see it and write it out because they've been holding it in for so long and it'll make you crazy. It'll make you sick. Um, So I want to make sure that that is my first and foremost Then, you know, after that is when I decided, okay, well, we need to hear the men's side of what their wives went through. And so that is considered bonus episodes. And uh, so that through Patreon, you can sign up on my website. It's $3 a month plus tax. That's it. Three bucks. Um, I bet you even have that in your change jar in your car. (laughs) But not only do you get those extra stories, but... Uh, Instead of getting the um, episodes on Sunday, you get them two days earlier on Friday. Um, You will also get, if I have advertisements, there's no ads. And the best part, I think, is my blooper reel where I'm saying the F-bomb or talking to my snoring dog. You know, it takes on um, the actual Patreon stories that I'm recording, the actual ones submitted for the Patreon. And it's when I make my bloopers and I get mad at myself or I don't understand what was written. And yeah. Okay. I've been babbling long enough. Um, Oh, but you can email me if you have any questions um, or to submit your stories. You can do it through the website. Oh, you can also read my goofy blog on the website. But my email is Rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And again, the website is Rawtruth Stories of Female Infidelity. Thank you guys all for tuning in and I will be talking with you guys on November 18th for our uh, final episode of Brian's story and being the other man and um, also the final episode of Midweek Ponder as we know it now. But until then, stay happy, stay healthy and don't forget... No judgment. Goodbye.